So I want to go to uh, Dr. Robert Epstein. Uh, he is a guy who we have um, had on several times. He is a guy that was a Clinton supporter um, and voted for Clinton. He's he's from the other side. The other side has eaten him now because he dare cross the line and say, hey, there's something going on with with Google and their algorithms. Uh, and he has been watching the election and we've we've got to help this man raise enough money to be able to uh, document what this next election, what is happening with this next election, because Google, we know they have said we can't let this happen again. Uh, and he's the only one that is is in the position to document this. And he is not a fan, I don't think, of either side. He just wants the truth. Welcome to the program, Dr. Robert Epstein. Uh, my pleasure, Glenn. Nice to be back. It's good to have you. So I wanted just to touch base with you today because um, we have we have some uh, some interesting things happening. We have I produced the biggest video the the Blaze has ever published. Um, it is a video that has more views on the platform by far than anything we've done in almost ten years, and yet on YouTube and Facebook. It's it's performing well, but not like that. We now have two people who um, have tweeted it, who have gigantic followings, uh, and they can't. They, one had engagement of two hundred and thirty-seven. They have you know uh, uh, millions of followers. I have two million followers. I can't get this thing over, you know, two thousand uh, likes. How do we prove that we're being throttled here? Well, uh, as as you may recall, in 2016, I built a monitoring system uh, which allowed me, with people's permission, to look over the shoulders of users uh, around the country. At that point, I had 95 field agents in 24 states and basically see what they were seeing on their screens as they were conducting searches on Google, Bing, and Yahoo. So we, we preserved more than 13,000 election-related searches. Uh, 2018, we built a bigger system. We preserved uh, not only search results, but we also preserved search suggestions and answer boxes. Uh, 2020, we're going to build an enormous system with thousands of field agents and we're going to preserve lots of things. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but among other things, we're going to preserve uh, tweets that will document, that will show without any doubt, that will quantify uh, what at Twitter is called shadow banning. And that's what you and your colleagues are running into. Uh, basically, if Twitter... Uh, personnel believe that you're violating any of their terms of service, which we're not. Uh, well, you know that, that's very subjective, though, on their part, very subjective. Uh, what they what they do is they can either downrank you, and they admit this, by the way. They can either downrank you, so people don't don't see you because you're not high in any lists. You're mm -hmm. you're, you're popping up very very low, mm -hmm. or actually shadow ban, which means you send out a tweet to your two million followers, but mm, your two million followers aren't getting the tweet. Period, mm -hmm. uh, or just a small portion of them are getting it. But we now have a way of actually documenting this, recording it, quantifying it. 
Uh, so we're going to have rock-solid evidence in 2020. If Twitter is doing this, uh, we are going to document it, prove it, and we're going to release our findings to the media and to a Federal Election Commission to various authorities. So we're going to be tracking all kinds of things with a very large panel of field agents in all 50 states, including shadow banning. So we also are having a problem with YouTube, and uh, it's not it's not popping up the way it should in in YouTube. So uh, it's part of Google, right? Yeah, it's part of it's part of Google. Are you going to be watching YouTube as well? Positively, we're going to be watching YouTube, uh, many, many different uh, ways in which, in fact, five different ways in which Facebook uh, uh, suppresses material. Um, I'm not even going to tell you how many ways we're going to be monitoring no, Google. No, don't. Please Google, don't. <laughs> don't. Google, Google, Google is the biggest threat there is uh, to the free and fair election. Uh, but I can tell you, I am, I am positive that these companies, uh, if there's no monitoring system in place, these companies are going to go all out. And together, uh, I calculate that they can shift 15 million votes next year with no one knowing that they've done it and without leaving a paper trail for authorities to trace. Hmm. I, I'm having real problems getting my uh, MySpace posts to be, even be seen. No one's looking <laughs> at them at all. MySpaces. <laughs> I don't know if you can look into that for me, doctor. Um, So um, the 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 scary thing here is, is that this is such an obvious uh, shadow ban. Uh, There's just no way these metrics are even right. And they don't care. They don't care that I'm on the air talking about them doing this. They don't care that you're doing. They don't care. I mean, well, they don't. They don't care. In fact, uh, you know, we learned a lot about shadow banning in January of 2018 uh, from a Project Veritas investigation. Mm-hmm. And let me just read you a quote from uh, a, a former software engineer. His last name is Vadrevu, V-A-D-R-E-V-U, about shadow banning. So here's a former Twitter software engineer quote. The idea of a shadow ban is that you ban someone, but they don't know they've been banned because they keep posting and no one sees their content. So they just think that no one is engaging with their content when in reality, no one is seeing it, end quote. Uh, So uh, Project Veritas interviewed about a half a dozen current and former employees of Twitter, and they all admitted that this occurs. Then Forbes magazine did a fabulous piece. I recommend people look that up, which is entitled, Is Twitter Really Censoring Free Speech? Where Forbes went to Twitter and asked, you know, asked these tough questions. And in this wonderful article, they report uh, Twitter's responses. Twitter uh, like Google, like Facebook, they, they answer questions about about content suppression, about censorship, in very creepy ways. Uh, because Twitter said, "No, we don't shadow ban, but oh yes, we do downrank, uh, <laughs> and we make decisions about how to protect, uh, you know, our users from content they shouldn't be seeing." Right. That is that. Yeah. Uh, that is an amazing. It's an amazing hmm. quote. Um, yes. They. They. Uh, let's. I have it here. Let's see. Uh, uh, here we go. 
Uh, it's now my computer Plus, screen. But it's, no external audits. They won't not allow any external committees or you know to come in and look look over what they're doing. They don't allow that, and they will not release the demographic characteristics of the people they use to make decisions about suppressing content. It's amazing. That's important too. Uh, here's yeah. a quote: uh, Twitter does not shadow ban accounts. We do take actions to downrank accounts that are abusive <laughs> and mark them accordingly, so that people can still click through and see the tweets if they so choose. Which, of course, no one does, right? Like that's not the way people use Twitter. They don't right. go. They don't click on the named accounts. And we know this happens, right? This is essentially their own mute feature. I use it all the time. I freaking love the mute feature, but I'm choosing to do it. There's tons of people who are calling me a Nazi every single day that I don't see, but they think I see it. Like, they're wondering. They, they tweet all the time negative things to me, and I'm just like, mute, 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 because I don't care. Uh, but that should not that should be something that the user does. That should not be something that Twitter is doing for us. Well, this this is the problem, or I should say one of the big three problems. Uh, the The first one is the surveillance uh, second is the, uh, the censorship, and the third is manipulation. And here we're talking about the censorship problem. And, uh, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So censorship mm-hmm. is so dangerous because, uh, it, you know, if material is being suppressed, content is being suppressed, how would you know that? And, of course, what I, what I study is how, uh, you know, these kinds of, uh, of activities shift people's thinking uh, beliefs, attitudes, and of course shifts their voting preferences. And it is astonishing uh, the impact that these kinds of manipulations have on people's thinking and behavior and on their votes. And again, you don't know what you don't know. You know, it's really interesting because I, I read the New York Times, I listen to the Daily every day, you know, because I want to be informed on what they are talking about. I, I need to understand all sides of an issue, and I want to see what, you know, what they are publishing or what they aren't publishing and what their spin is when they do. Uh, and it, it is incredible to me that there are many people who uh, are on the right who don't necessarily know. They'll blame the New York Times for never covering such a... And they will have. But it's the New York Times. It's not the mainstream media. However, the mainstream media in bulk, they don't watch, listen, or pay any attention to what people on the other side are saying and report it as fact or even just this is the way half the country feels. And after the last election, I had a friend come down who was a liberal and paid no attention to the other side. And we told him about all of the different things that had happened in the Obama administration, like the IRS investigation. He had never even heard of it. And so they can report things, but by the way they report it or by the way they downplay it, et cetera, et cetera, half the country isn't, doesn't even, isn't even aware of what the other half thinks. That's a real problem. Well, this also is is a is a is a worse problem than any censorship in history because when these big tech companies suppress material, there's no way to counteract it. In other words, uh, Google has no competition, has no competitor really anywhere in the world. Uh, neither does Facebook. Uh, neither does Twitter. I mean, they're they're you know if if these platforms want to suppress material, you can't counteract it. In other words, if you if if the newspaper published, you know, on one side of uh, Pittsburgh wants to suppress something, well, you know. 
chances are there's a newspaper or something yeah. or other on the other side of Pittsburgh uh, where they're going to bring that material out. Right. But you can't you can't counteract it when uh, Google, Facebook or Twitter suppresses material. There's no way to counteract it. In fact, generally, unless someone like me builds monitoring systems, you can't even detect what they're doing. Uh, Robert, I, I can't thank you enough for all of the hard work that you are putting through. If you would like to donate, um, please donate. And if there happens to be wealthy people that are listening right now, please donate generously to mygoogleresearch.com, mygoogleresearch.com. This is a guy who's actually just searching for answers and the truth. It is legitimate research. And, um, and right now he happens to be on the outs with the left because... Uh, that's, you know, who's generally um, controlling these companies. Um, but you do the same if it was controlled by the right. Um, please donate my to mygoogleresearch.com. Thank you, doctor. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. All right. So we know that we have uh, been uh, banned. This is why we ask you, please, please sign up for the Glenbeck newsletter. Go to glenbeck.com and sign up for my newsletter. Uh, also, if you can, become a subscriber to blazetv.com because you're not seeing everything that we're putting out. Like I said, this is the biggest video we have produced in almost 10 years the numbers on the platform are are dwarfing everything. Now, that should translate to the general population, to the people that are not members of the Blaze, but at least members of this audience. But if you're tweeting it, if you are trying to send it to your friends, you're being, you're being squashed. And the algorithms are squashing the release of this, this video that shows the facts on what is going on in Ukraine. And I don't think that there is a more important message right now. And I honestly, I don't care who gives it. I was talking to somebody last night and I was like, have them just take all of this information. They don't have to credit me. They don't have to say, just get this out. This is really important. Uh, we would ask that you would watch it if you haven't already and uh, and and send it to all of your friends, but also ask your friends if they will uh, ask your friends if if uh, they would also join the blaze and become members. I I really, um, really want to hire an investigative reporter because nobody else is going to do this. Um, we we urge that you um support us because I want to take some of that money and I want to uh, hire somebody that will actually go over and uh, look into Ukraine and dig up the things that we already have, but then go even deeper and go to China as well. So join us, please. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 10% now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Join us now because you're not getting the truth. All right. When we come back, uh, we have another way of getting things out. It's a tweet storm today that we just started. We'll tell you about it next. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
It's Monday. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And Congressman Chris Stewart joins us uh, now as he's getting on an airplane to, God forbid, go back uh, to Washington, D.C. Chris, uh, he's not he's not on yet. Okay, hang on just a second. It, you know what it is? Google. Facebook. <laughs> They're screwing with our phones. Yeah. I'm curious to ask Chris, uh, you know, obviously these latest developments, what he's seen, what he can talk to us about, because he he's can't talk the, to us about a lot of it. Right. He's on the intel. Uh, he's going through security. He's taking off his belt and shoes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when he gets when he picks his phone back up out of the little round cup, uh, we'll uh, we'll have him on. Because has he seen the second whistleblower? He's seen the okay. second whistleblower. And we want to talk to him about that. That would so, be interesting. I don't know how much yeah. he can talk about with that It'll be, I, I i think he can yeah, i don't know they say this is know. like not only the smoking gun it's the second smoking gun yeah like they the they first one wasn't on. really smoking now what is the smoking gun when rudy giuliani was on television saying he was going to do these things i kind of <laughs> thought that was a smoking gun yeah. that they were doing it well that was kind but, of a but, interesting but, turn of events now there is more to it i guess with the money being withheld and maybe we'll learn more about that we still haven't but there's still you know right. we i do want to ask chris if he's if he's also seen the full testimony or, or was present of this person of the people talking about volker and the other people involved here talking about the text that came out last week oh yeah yeah. because yeah. if you remember this was like when some of the trump officials were saying things like look you know it's my is it my understanding that we're supposed to withhold this security assessment uh, the, the the money essentially for in, until this investigation starts and then the other guy's like oh uh, no you misunderstand what the trump administration would like to do we want to do only the best things with unicorns and puppy dogs <laughs> it's like one of those things of where you could tell both of them are trying to get on record they're not actually yeah. talking to each other they're yes. just both texting to get on Correct. record but predictably after this testimony happened the democrats bring out everything that i would assume is the worst most damning information mm-hmm. and we haven't heard anything from the other side of it republicans universally that have seen this information seem to be coming out and saying if you see the full testimony you're going to understand what was going on why don't they release the full testimony and the democrats haven't so that's interesting and it's an interesting point but you know it's also predictably partisan lines this is breaking on i wonder if chris has any more insight obviously he is a republican but he seems to be pretty honest he's he's putting his belt and his shoes back on right now (laughs) welcome uh congressman chris stewart how are you sir I got to get my shoes here, Glenn. Just give me another <laughs> all minute, all right? All right. So, Chris, d- good. Did you did you see the whistleblower report? And can you talk about it? Uh, yes, and somewhat. Okay. Uh, we've so- we've seen it. I think I think much of it has been released. There's been some redacted portions, uh, but this is pretty much in the public realm, so we can talk about almost all of it, except for some small portions. Okay. So go ahead. Tell us. Tell us your. POV. I mean, this seems like just another guy who's saying, "Yep, that phone call happened." Well, we know that, yeah, right. Well, you're talking about the you're talking about the second whistleblower. Second whistleblower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was obvious. Uh, I mean, I said yesterday on some media that I thought this was going to come forward because it was obvious that, that this guy had been having some con- this guy or girl had been having conversations and that they were uh, that they were interested in talking about it. But as I said yesterday, what difference does it make? All they can say is. As you started to say, Glenn, yep, uh, uh, I listened or hear, I read the transcript, and yep, that's a phone call. Well, well, again, we already have that information. You could, you or any of your listeners could read that in in seven seconds. And other than that, what what can he tell us that's helpful at all? And the answer to that is nothing. We can read it. We can make our own judgment. I don't need some 
you know, some secret analyst who tells me what this means. It's very simple what it means. Anyone can read it themselves. All right. So tell me about, um, if you can, the the text messages that were last week, they were yeah. revealed. Can you talk about those yeah, at I mean, all? Yeah, uh, although a little more limited because it was an executive session and uh, and we have to be, you know, have to be careful on it. But this is this is just the bottom line on this, Glenn. And, uh, and this is so malicious and it's so deliberate because what they have done is they've taken little snippets of it, not even not even an entire short text in its entirety, uh, but little pieces here and there. And they leak that because, once again, this is an executive session and it's not supposed to be released. And it creates an impression that is absolutely 100 percent contrary to the facts or the entirety of this hearing. And that is Mr. Volker and others came and they said there clearly was no quid pro quo. There clearly was no linkage. He has very plausible, very, very reasonable explanations for the timing of the meetings, uh, you know, the timing of their intention to withhold this, uh, this aid to the Ukraine that was based entirely on them trying to pressure Angela Merkel and others in the EU. And uh, these guys will take little pieces of it. They'll leak it to the media. The media, of course, runs with it. And by the time the, the truth comes out, when they'll release a full transcript that will show in its entirety what it actually means, the damage is already done. So, Chris, I, <clears throat> I did a special last week. I don't know if you've seen it, um, but uh, I laid a chalkboard out and it took me about 50 minutes. Everything in it we have verified sources on. There's There wasn't a bit of conjecture or maybe this happened or whatever. 100 percent based on fact. Uh, and it outlines that the Democrats did in Ukraine exactly everything that they are are accusing Donald Trump on. And yet no one in the media cares to cover this. We're being throttled like nobody's business. It's the biggest video we have done in almost the 10 year history of the blaze on the platform. It's gigantic, but we are being throttled down. Um, you know, Charlie Kirk said he gets uh, about 150, uh, about 150,000 views of everything that he does. When he retweeted this link, it got 237. Uh, yeah. And I'm wondering where anyone is on 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 turning this around back on the Democrats. Is there is there anybody who is on this trail? Well, we're trying, Glenn. I mean, there's a number of us who are trying. And, and I was actually listening to you earlier as, as I was running and, and talking about this 50-minute chalkboard and the, and the lack of response on Twitter. And, and I would ask, I mean, I, I'm not terribly surprised. In fact, frankly, I would have been surprised if you wouldn't have had that kind of response from them and that kind of throttling. I don't think it's muted, but it's clearly throttled. But, but this is just one example. And, Glenn, let me give you another one that we've been talking about for years that is ignored. I mean, the Democrats are making this argument that the president needs to be impeached and removed from office because of one sentence in one conversation that he readily made available. He released that thing within a few days of, of anyone asking for it. On the other hand, versus this story, Hillary Rodden Clinton and the DNC paid a foreign agent who then worked with other Russian agents to do what? 
to dig up dirt on their political opponent in order to affect the outcome of an election, which is the rubbish you hear all the time regarding President Trump and what he said to Ukraine. We know that they did that. They did it far more brazenly. And when does the media ever talk about that? Uh, I, I just think it's one more example. You, your experience here is just one more example of them. Look, to call them biased is an incredible understatement. They're advocates now, and they're dishonest advocates. And, uh, and we, I don't know what to say. So the, we just have to accept it and do what we can. Well, so the only the only solution here is is that the Senate, because you can't in the House, that the Senate uh, starts to look into this this corruption with the with the Democrats. I mean, why are we playing defense when we should be playing offense? Why isn't the Senate taking this on and saying, you know what, we'd like to we'd like to find out exactly what was happening in Ukraine. And you go ahead, investigate the president. We're going to be investigating what was happening in Ukraine and why people went to prison or were convicted. I think it was overturned, but it's back in court today. But they were convicted uh, for interfering in the U.S. election, we have them on tape on that on the video. We have a tape of the guy who was the head of the anti-corruption bureau in Ukraine actually admitting to helping Hillary Clinton win the election. Yeah, or, I mean, uh, you know, I tried think- tried to win the election. Well, and as you said, they're in the House. I mean, I'm as powerless as a kitten in the House being in the minority, unfortunately, which is why we got to change that. But the, but as you said, the Senate, Lindsey Graham and others in the Senate do have the authority to investigate this. And I think Lindsey's indicated uh, more than a willingness to do that. And there's one other tool that we have that I think may be more effective, and that is Attorney General Barr. Oh, my gosh. This guy is a hero to me because he is fearless. He's committed. He ha- he's not out to make a name or a reputation. He's been there, done that, doesn't need to do it again. And I believe he is, as I said, committed to investigating not only the origins of the, of the FISA warrant and the other, um, as we know, the other activities going back to 2016 in Russia. But I think, uh, I think it'd be surprised if he didn't look at Ukraine as well. That FISA warrant is going to fall apart. We have... We have documented evidence, Chris. Um, uh, please watch that uh, that video. We have documented e- evidence that a DNC operative uh, uh, put all of this information together um, and sent it to uh, Michael Isakoff. Now, I'm not saying that Michael knew what he was what he was that he was being used, but. In that text message, she or that email, she's alluding to the Steele dossier, which is one of the things, if I'm not mistaken, that was used uh, for the FISA report was uh, an article yeah. from Michael Isikoff. Yeah, 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 for sure, Glenn. I mean, look, this this was talking about circular reasoning or circular Big logic. time. This was a, a FISA document based on the Steele dossier, which I just described the origins of that to. By the way, painfully painfully hidden under there was the fact that they knew that it was paid for by the DNC. Yeah. But in a, in a footnote that I, I defy anyone to read that footnote where they describe where they got this information and who funded it and to actually understand who did it. It's, it's a very clear effort to, to be, uh, to be deceitful and deceptive in that. But then as additional evidence, what do they use? As you just said, Michael is a cost reporting, uh, where, which, where did he get his information from? From Christopher Steele. 
so, I mean, their backup is the same document. It was just leaked to a, a reporter, and they claim that that is a secondary source, when clearly it's not, and they knew that it wasn't. Chris, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again. Thanks for the hard work you're doing on this. I appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate yeah. the opportunity. Representative Chris Stewart, 2nd District, Utah. All right, we're doing something to get this word out, uh, and um, and we're going to explain it to you on Twitter. We need your help on it. We're going to explain it to you here in just a second. We uh, welcome to the uh, program our uh, head researcher, uh, the guy who's done 99% of the uh, work on our our. Uh, Ukrainian special. It's Jason Buttrill. He's been so busy. He hasn't watched any of the last two weeks of Cowboys games. He's missed them both. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> How are you, Jason? Doing good. All right. So um, we're doing something on the Twitter feed today, on my Twitter feed. And we would ask that you would um, uh, retweet every 10 minutes today. We are tweeting another fact um, about the chalkboard and what the Democrats did in Ukraine. This Twitter thread might last for the next seven to eight months. <laughs> I think we figured it out. It's what is it? It's six hours. Every 10 minutes, another fact from the chalkboard and it takes six hours to go out. And we should probably keep it open ended, too, because there's no reason to believe we will not be adding to this thread in future weeks. For sure. Oh, yeah. No, we will be. We will be. Um, so tell me what we're so tell me how you've laid this out, Jason. So if you've pretty much if, if you watch the special, you've got kind of a general idea of how this is laid out. But this will go back from it's laid out all the way. It's 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 a it's about what five plus years of corruption, of greed, of coercion, of everything strong arming, manipulating the U.S. election. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all of that, and it goes back a lot further than the July twenty fifth supposed phone call. Um, but it goes all the way back to 2014. So when you when you go through this uh, through this uh, timeline or through this uh, Twitter thread, you're basically going back in time five years to 2014, and you're going to go sometimes month to month, sometimes week to week, sometimes the day after some of these things will happen. Uh, but you'll uh, you'll go all the way back then, and you'll just kind of it reads almost like a uh, an indictment, pretty much, on what everything the left has been doing since. And we have included uh, the. Uh, documents all the background stuff everything you need to show if if someone says what about this then you can go and actually look at it and Mm -hmm. say okay well how about this how about this show them court documents show them audio recordings for crying out loud show them everything Uh, i'd like you to uh, tweet this to lindsey graham and uh, also to Barr at justice Um, i think we need to concentrate uh, making sure that these people are paying attention to this i think Barr is aware of it Lindsey Graham, I think, probably is aware of it, but I, I don't know. But they need to investigate in the Senate. I wonder, because we know that there's some Ukrainian prosecutors that still haven't gotten to the United States. I don't think. Why not? So they should be getting visas today and getting over it, especially that part of the tweet thread. When you read that, tweet that directly at the Attorney General or Donald Trump, because they need to get over here now. Okay, it's uh, Glenn Beck at uh, the Twitter. Uh, I've just j- check my Twitter feed. Uh, please subscribe and you'll get all these uh, tweets today and pass them on, please. You're listening to Glenn Beck.